Welcome to the Stronger Leadership Podcast with Deanna Schroeds, where strong leaders become even stronger. Please welcome your host, Judy Cotignola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stronger Leadership Podcast with Deanna Schroeds. I'm your host, Judy Cotignola, and today we're going to talk about finding your voice. Now, what does it mean to find your voice as a communicator? How will you know when you found it? And what tends to happen when you do? This is what we're talking about today on the podcast. Good morning, Deanna. Good morning, Judy. So I'm thinking that many of our listeners could be struggling with this topic today. So let me start by asking you, what does it mean to discover your voice? To find one's voice is to discover your own unique style of communication. It's the way in which you express yourself that is really the true you. It's saying no to copycatting for the rest of your life. And it's getting on with the business of being exactly who God created you to be. Judy Garland once said, always be a first-rate version of yourself and not a second-rate version of someone else. And we both know, and we've talked about this many times, Judy, that nothing ever compares to the original. But few people go for the absolutely original. So the truth is, for everyone listening today, they need to understand that you've already got a voice. You just don't use it with everyone, more than likely. And if you haven't found your voice, it's because it's still being utilized only when you're around certain people. And it's with those people that you are at your best. So think about this. Who are you most gut level honest with? When do you most freely express yourself without hindrance? Because that's where your true voice is found. I don't know that I really found my unique voice until I was in my 40s. I didn't even realize what discovering my voice meant. And I now know that discovering your voice means to do just that, to come to realize what your unique voice is, not to create it, but to to uncover it. Your voice emerges. It's not something that you set out to do. And there's that often quoted phrase, be yourself. Everyone is already taken. Everyone else is already taken. So as far as with public communication, I know I'm living in my unique voice when people around me respond best to me. When I've fallen into the mistake of emulating or copying somebody else, they don't respond as much. And I know I'm in my sweet spot, so to speak, when they really respond, and at those times that I'm getting really good feedback, I take the time to step back and evaluate what's going on here. And I realize that at that moment, I'm really being the true me. Well, I feel like there's probably now additional questions that people have. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to ask a few of my own, okay? So what are the main ways that you believe a person finds their unique voice? I believe that we can listen to ourselves when we're talking to people who we are 100% transparent with in our Mm. life. Okay. When we are more um, unfiltered, so to speak. I believe that we can find our voice when we are thinking about and talking about our passion, what makes us happy, what makes us angry, what makes us sad. We can find our voice as we are figuring out what we want to fix in the world when we think about what's wrong and what we think needs to change. And we can find our voice when we ask ourselves, okay, what is the area that I can best help people in the world? These are some questions that you can ask yourself to get to the root of when you are most often expressing yourself in your true voice. What are the challenges that you've had 
in finding your voice and how did you overcome those challenges? Mm. The struggle I faced the most was losing relationships mm. and finding yeah. my voice. My unique voice is very transparent and open and talking about some things that my parents' generation yeah. believe should stay private. I always say the boomer generation and the silent generation before them were what I call the generation of secrets. They love their secrets and even spiritualize them. And today's generation, on the contrary, they love openly sharing their personal stories. They love sharing their tragedies, their triumphs, and they not only value transparency, they seem to demand it. Right. And being genuine is so important as a communicator now more than ever. So I was professional for a long time, becoming more polished in what I did, practicing what I did, practicing what I said, but I wouldn't say that I was necessarily transparent because I was afraid of the backlash of what it would cost me to express myself in my own voice. And quite frankly, I was justified to feel that way because in the end I did lose relationships. Right. But when I was concealing my true self, I wasn't as powerful of a communicator in writing or speaking as I could have been. And one thing I learned was that people identify with our failures, not with our successes. For instance, if I show up to speak somewhere and I start my message with, hi everyone, my name is Deanna and I've written four books, I've contributed to many other books, I've been published in the Huffington Post and yada, yada, yada. People will more than likely tune out. They really don't care. Yes. I mean, big deal. A lot of people have written books and all of that. It's, you know, it's neither here nor there. But when I come onto a stage and I look people in the eyes and I say, hi everyone, my name is Deanna. I've struggled with depression at times so bad I haven't wanted to even get out of bed. There were days I didn't want to brush my teeth, days I didn't even want to live. Let me tell you, by that time, every head is up. Yes. Everybody is watching. watching. They are not looking on their phone. They are not texting a friend. They are all leaning in and they're listening to what I say because many of them have identified with what I've just said, but few of them identify nor care that I've just written a book. Right. So later on based upon what i say they may be interested in my book right but they're not interested in me or my book when that's the first thing i mentioned so people identify first with your failures and right. with your struggles and with your challenges so i was i was talking with a middle-aged woman who had begun to find her voice and she wanted to talk about the effect that having an abortion had had on her. And she began to pray for people and she began to minister to people who had suffered in the same way that she had. And she went public with her story on social media and immediately her mother saw it and contacted her and said, take the post down. And her mother said, we don't have abortion in our family. And if we do, we don't share about it publicly. And she <laughs> says, well, mom, we do have abortion in our family because I've had an abortion. And her mom said, well, everything doesn't need to be public and you need to be discreet. I'm asking you to take the post down. And when the woman had posted and she began to minister to others, she felt so free, not only free from the secret that was in her life, but she felt free to help other people who had also been in a similar circumstance right. and been hurt. But there was someone important, you know, perhaps no one more important than a mother, mm -hmm. someone important in her life who was saying, you need to silence your voice. Right. And what other generations label as discretion, 
is really pride. Mm. But today's generation responds to reality. So I encourage people always begin by sharing a struggle. Never share your strengths up front because it turns people off, but they will be drawn to you when you share a place of brokenness and you start from there. That's so true. How can people find and develop their voice and earn a greater influence with others? I always advise people to approach other people as a fellow traveler, even from a platform, from a pulpit, from a stage, always approach them as a fellow traveler, not as an expert. They may begin to see you as an expert in time as you continue to be faithful in speaking out, but people tend to reject other people who seem like a know-it-all, who seem like they have it all together. I find that my voice is greater amplified and I have greater influence when I come at people from the angle of, hey, hey folks, we're all in this together. That's good. I'm just a fellow traveler on the journey with you. And you amplify your voice by being humble and approaching them as that, by helping people. Um, People listen to people who help them. And by amplifying other voices as you you cheer other people on and you you, uh, amplify their voice and you give a, a platform for them to speak and for them to communicate and you cheer them on, they do the same thing for you. That's excellent. What word of encouragement would you give to people who are still trying to find their voice? I would encourage them to realize that it takes time and it takes hard work for a lifetime. If it were easy, everybody out there would be doing it. And I'm constantly working on this and I will be until the day I die. I've heard so many beginners at communication say, I just want you to know that I believe I'm called to be the next Christine Kane, or I believe I'm going to be the next Joyce Meyer or someone like that. And to that, I say, you don't know their entire backstory. You don't know the battles that they fought to be where they are. And second, you are not called to be the next Christine Kane. You are not called to be the next Joyce Meyer. You are called to be the next you. That's excellent. And this is your unique journey. And God will amplify your voice and give you greater influence as you live as your true authentic self and you communicate out of that place. I, I want to ask a follow-up question before we close out today. You mentioned um, the lady that had reached out to you mm-hmm. and whose mother had said, please take down that post. Uh, what would you say to mm-hmm. our listeners today? who have someone important in their life, maybe a parent, maybe a sibling, maybe a spouse, Mm. who just, they're not ready for Mm -hmm. that kind of transparency. How do you encourage them? Or what word of encouragement do you have for that person to not betray who they really are Mm -hmm. and who maybe God is opening up an opportunity for them to minister to other people? Mm -hmm. Wow, that is a really tough question. Because I think every situation is different. I can't yes. I can't give a blanket answer like, hey, everyone out there that's experiencing yeah. this, this is what you need to do. It really is a spirit-led thing where, quite frankly, you know, as a believer, I would say they need to fast, they need to pray, they need to pray for openness, they need to pray for healing, they need to pray for there to be um, communi- greater communication between um, family members or whatnot that would open up a conversation where this can be brought out into the open. But I would say in the meantime, I will tell you what helped me. I had supportive people in my family and I also had, I wouldn't even say non-supportive, I would say opposed. I mean, yes. I would say radically opposed to the degree of I will no longer speak to you 
if you continue with this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what helped me, because I had those cheering me on in the family and I also had those who were just radically against the transparency. And I think what really helped me was being in relationship with other people who were walking the same road Mm. of dealing with that in their lives. And I think God sends people into your life. I think he surrounds you with the people that you need when you need them. And I think you kind of, it's amazing how he just brings people into your life. And, or sometimes those people are already in your life. You just didn't know that you had a similar part of in in one another's um, story. Yeah. And it helps to have those people as a support group, so to speak, where, you know, you're able to kind of share the burden of what it is to go through that transition in your life Mm -hmm. where you're becoming open about things that you were formerly closed about. I think that we, community is so important in our lives and particularly, you know, in the body of Christ. I mean, it's, it's all about relationship and community and serving Christ together. I think this is just an area where we can find a common bond with this. We can support one another as we're walking through the journey of becoming transparent and just surrounding yourself with like-minded people who will be that encouragement for you when you're really discouraged about certain points in your journey where you feel a lot of loss. It was a loss for me. Sure. You know, it, sure. it is loss. As much as you want to be free and transparent, you also, you really don't want to lose no people that you love. Right. No. So it hurts. Sure. And when you're going through some of those growing pains, in your life, it's just good to be surrounded by people who are on the same journey, walking the same road. Excellent counsel. Thank you very much. Um, And we want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. We have an email address that's just for you. It's slp at penflorida.org, slp at p-e-n-f-l-o-r-i-d-a dot org. And we also want to ask you if you're enjoying the podcast, if you feel like it's value added to your life, can you take a moment and just give us a review on the platform in which you are listening to the podcast? It will help other people to find us more easily, and we would love for that to happen. And until next time, stay strong. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Stronger Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to go to pfwomen.com. That's pfwomen.com. For more information about upcoming events and notes of this program. And remember, stay strong.
Deanna, thank you so much for sharing.